Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Chris Adcock, who is the uh, Director of Public Works for Pennsylvania County. Chris, thanks for being here. Thank you, Caleb. So, you know, really here today to talk about the landfill and sort of, and, and I guess more broadly, you know, our, our solid waste efforts across the county, which includes the, the convenience centers as well. But at the Board of Supervisors meeting on, on Tuesday, uh, February 15th, they approved a, a new contract basically to bring in trash from other places to the landfill to generate revenue to cover costs, which we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that in detail later. But I guess to start, you know, I just sort of wanted to open it up to you to have, ha- have you tell me a little bit about, you know, the operation of the landfill, you know, what goes on there? I think people, you know, they think landfill, they think, oh, that's where, that's where the trash goes. And, and before I worked here, that's the extent of what I knew. But, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of how, how that process works of, you know, what, what goes on at the landfill and how, what happens to the trash once it gets there and things like that. Sure. It's a, uh pretty unique operation. Basically, our collection trucks and and contract waste haulers come into our landfill. We have an operational office there at the front gate. They go onto a uh, scale. They're weighed, Mm -hmm. and then they go down to the actual landfill, the actual operational cell, we call it, and they dump at a um, what we call our tipping pad. Mm -hmm. And once they dump that out into a pile, we have uh, dozers that push it out level it out, and then we have compactors that run over it and uh, compact the trash. Mm-hmm. What you want to do in a landfill operation is uh, you have, a, a, say, a, a volume of what they call an airspace. Mm-hmm. And the more tons of trash you can cram into that airspace, the more efficient the operation is. Right. So we run over those, run over that trash a set number of times with a large compactor, and we pack it in as, as, as tight as we can. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, we bring in uh, cover material, soil, and we cover up mm-hmm. the trash. And you mentioned, you know, you used the word, you know, efficiency and, and compaction and, and things like that. And I know, you know, there has been a lot of push in, in I, w- I would say, the last four or five years to to invest in the landfill to make it better and to improve the efficiency, as you said, you know, to improve those compaction rates. Talk to me a little bit about that, you know, what those efforts have looked like and, and why that, you know, really why that should matter to the average average Pennsylvania County citizen. At some point, our uh, a couple of years ago, our compaction rate was say fourteen hundred pounds per cubic yard, and we have been able to, to over the last couple of years to increase that efficiency to now the fifteen to sixteen hundred pounds hmm. per cubic yard. That percentage increase means we can get that much more volume in that cell. Mm-hmm. If your cell cost to open that cell and to construct that cell is a set value, say a number of uh, million dollars. The more trash we can get into it, of course, then our uh, our disposal rate goes down right. per ton. Mm-hmm. So that's beneficial to the citizens because it costs less money, of course, to operate the landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned, we were looking to we were looking to increase that efficiency. So what we did is we went out this past year and we purchased a rebuilt dozer and mm-hmm. a rebuilt compactor. We previously only had one dozer and one compactor, but what that means is that we didn't have any backup. Mm-hmm. We did save taxpayers some money because we went out and we bought a, a certified rebuilt machine. Mm-hmm. Even though that was a rebuilt machine, it was still about $600,000 for a dozer and almost $800,000 for a compactor. So you're looking at a million and a half dollars of mm-hmm. equipment expense. A compactor itself, uh, uh, what we, we have an 836 um, for, for all you equipment 
junkies out there <laughs> is over a million dollars brand new. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know you know a lot of the motivation for making things more efficient, make improving those compaction rates is so that we could use the landfill not just to bury trash from Pennsylvania County, but to use it as a way to generate revenue, which which ultimately that revenue is being used to offset costs that were going to be there either way. So tell us a little bit about those efforts, you know, some of the, the contracts that we have with, with other localities, including the one we just approved. Sure. So we, uh, back in 2020, we, we started taking about 15,000 tons per year mm-hmm. from Bedford Trash. Mm-hmm. And then last year, we picked up a contract with First Piedmont to dispose of some Henry County trash. I think that's around 30,000 tons. The Bay's contract is about $450,000 of revenue. The Henry County contract is almost a million dollars in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. Our annual operating expenses for the landfill itself is about a, a million and a half dollars to just operate that landfill. That's not including those equipment purchases. That's just to keep the machine That's general operations, Mm -hmm. staff, electricity, fuel, stone, repairs. And then our our solid waste collection side of of the solid waste operations, which is our our green box sites, our collection centers, our trucks that go and pick up the trash from the collection centers, that is about $2 million annually. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's expenditures that we have to have regardless of the amount of trash that comes in. Right. By utilizing these contracts, we're able to, to generate more revenue, but we don't have to increase our cost to dispose of this, of right. this additional trash. Mm-hmm. So we can use the same amount of personnel, the same amount of equipment, and, and dispose of this extra trash, but generate this revenue. Mm-hmm. In, in the past, we have not really set aside money for capital improvements at the landfill. So we're able to do that now. We, we had to go out and borrow money for mm-hmm. instance, we had to borrow some money for these new equipment purchases. We had to borrow some money for our our new uh, collection centers that we're that we're constructing now. We're able to to pay off that debt with this new revenue, right. but once that debt's paid off, we'll be able to set aside this revenue and, and continue to build up a capital account mm-hmm. to help us cover these expenditures. And I think at some time in the past, uh, we used to have to draw money from the general fund Mm -hmm. to cover Mm -hmm. the landfill operations. So what we're looking to do now is make it an entirely independent operation. Right. You know, what what you're talking about, that distinction between those costs just for operating, just for keeping everything moving versus those large purchases. You know, that's that's an important distinction because the solid waste fee that comes out to $10 a month, that's that's what covers those general operating costs. So these contracts essentially give, give you guys the room to actually make those big purchases, yeah, without encumbering bad debt, without having to, to tap into the general fund, which would require increases in real estate taxes and things like that. Or take that. it away from other uh, right. worthy things like schools. And, mm-hmm. and- right. No, absolutely. So that's, I mean, that's the, the general idea there. Is this revenue is being generated to cover those capital costs. And as you mentioned, I think it was in August that, you know, the there was that about $9, $9 million loan that was pulled out through the Virginia Resources Authority to cover the, you know, the the movement from one cell to another in the landfill, something that would have to happen either way, whether or not we're taking other trash, several of those pieces of equipment you just talked about, and then a few new convenience centers as well. I know there's been a lot of turnover at the landfill. So I know the you know the the previous uh, landfill operations supervisor ended up retiring due to, to a medical situation, and then John Foster, who'd been working in the solid waste department, ultimately was you know taking over landfill operations, and then in 
uh, late late last year ended up passing away due to complications from COVID. So I know you guys have been in, and, and there's been other positions that have been difficult to fill and things like that. So I know you guys have sort of had a lot of turnover, a lot of difficulty, but have, have continued to keep things moving in that. So so talk to me a little bit about all of that and how, how you guys have maintained, how you guys have continued providing that service. Well, we've, we've, we've been pretty lucky, Caleb. We are currently fully staffed. Okay. We ha- hired a driver last year who... Uh, had some experience in, in management, which I, he, we didn't realize that. He, he wanted to just continue to drive a truck. And, <laughs> and when he started, uh, when John brought him on, John started to notice, you know, his abilities. Mm-hmm. So when, when John got sick, Rodney took over these operations, and, mm-hmm. and he's been a, a great help in keeping things running smoothly with mm-hmm. this. And then we've got great drivers. We've got drivers that have the ability to – if we need to move them down into our uh, what we call the hole, which is where we our dump area, right. we've got drivers that know how to operate equipment. They mm. go down there. Mm-hmm. We have um, our convenience center supervisor. He's an equipment operator. He's a welder. He's he's stepped up, mm-hmm. been able to help us with with a multitude of tasks. And we've also been able to pick up some great new hires lately. Uh, we've we've got a a great young guy, a mechanic who has been a great help to us. Mm-hmm. We, we've been very lucky in, in in this time where most companies and, and organizations can't find any help that we've been able to to find some really good help. And, and I can't talk enough about uh, their staff out there and, and their ability to to do what it takes mm-hmm. and, and just step up when the need is there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and that's that's awesome to hear how many how many people can cross over and do different jobs when when needed. And I know we had talked earlier about the loan that we had taken out from the Virginia Resources Authority, which all of those payments being covered by these contracts. But one of one of the things that that is for is the development of three new convenience centers. So I was wondering if you could sort of give us a, a status update on those, tell us about those projects and, and, and what's sort of the timeline there. Sure. The three new ones uh, are our Climax Area Convenience Center, our Level Run road area convenience center mm-hmm. and then we have a new uh, mega center we call it it's right off of 29 at meadow ridge road yeah they're just south of gretna our climax facility is is under construction now it's probably um i would say about 30 to 40 percent complete okay and our level run is is a little bit less than that they were both uh, bid at about the same time mm-hmm. and started construction about the same time the the meadow ridge road facility we hope to have that under bid in the next month and then under construction a month after that okay and that's gonna those and the the climax site is about a half a million dollar site the level run road site is just a little bit less than that and then the uh, meadow ridge site because of its uh, size and capacity we estimate that's going to be around two million dollars to construct right which obviously those are large numbers that again you know we pennsylvania county public works didn't have the funds wouldn't have the funds to to do that if it wasn't for these contracts with with outside um, to to bring in outside trash to the landfill. Um, and one thing I want to touch on real quick um, is the you know with with all of this trash coming in, is, do you know a, approximately how many tons per year are going to be coming into the landfill now? Um, so the county itself generates about thirty six thousand tons. Okay. Our mm-hmm. contracts that we have currently, and then the one that just that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we just signed, we'll have about 65,000 tons. That's hard to wrap your head around how much that is. But talk to me a little about, I guess, what that does to the, the length of time that the landfill is going to last. Even the- with that amount of trash coming in, the, the county has about 70 years of lifespan wow. in, in mm-hmm. the 
in the area. Now we'll have to open new cells. Some of the things we're looking at in the future, we have cells, existing cells, that have been covered. Well, our consultant has has identified those as that you know we can go back over top of those because there's additional capacity between the cells. If you, if you can envision them as as kind of hills now out there that are covered hills with grass on top of them, what there's gaps between them and there's area on top of them so we can go back in and cover the tops of those so that that 60 to 70 well that 70 year outlook does not even include that possibility and then you look at the uh you know as technology progresses we hope that 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 15 1600 pounds per cubic yard that we're compaction rate that we're looking to do now that you know, maybe that will accelerate over time. There'll be some ways to accelerate that. Um, we'll start being able to maybe uh, pull out recyclables um, as we get into that in the future. The more we can recycle, the more land space that we can conserve and put into that. So we're, we're always looking at things like that to help us. So I think that that there'll be ways that we'll be able to increase that capacity mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Well, Chris, I think that's all the all the questions that I got. I mean, is there anything else that you think um, it's important that people know, or any anything else that you want to add about, I mean, the solid waste program in general, or um, you know these these contracts that we're we're taking in trash from other places, or or anything else? I just want to point out that, that Pennsylvania County is in a u- unique position compared to many of our neighboring localities. Um, a lot of surrounding cities and counties don't have a, a landfill; they have to. Uh, ship their trash out or their landfills have a very, very short lifespan. Mm-hmm. So right now they're scratching their heads. You know, what do we do? Cause that's trash is one thing that, that never stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way to slow it down. And the fact that we've got all this land, it's, it's a, you know, it's a great asset to the, to the County. And we, we want to, to manage it that way. And that's why we, uh, you know, we need revenue that we're generating now to help do it uh, efficiently and to help do it, uh, to the benefit of the taxpayers and to the County. Right. No. And I think what you just said to the benefit of the taxpayers, that's the whole point is in, in finding these revenue streams like this is to, to offset costs so that taxpayers don't have to bear the full, full, full burden. Exactly. So. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier that the operational costs of the landfill used to be, uh, s- subsidized by the general fund, which may take away from other areas. Right. So by being independent, and using the revenue that comes from our fees mm-hmm. and, and also this outside trash, we can leave that revenue in the general fund for other. Right. No, absolutely. Well, Chris, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.